What's up, podcast world? Thank you so much for listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. It really means the world to us. Just a reminder, you can always connect with us or message us at our website, billyandjennifer.com, and we would love to get back to you and connect with you that way. And while you're listening right now, if you could just take a moment and write a review, tell us what you like most about the podcast, hit a few stars, that'd be awesome. It means a lot to us. Thanks. How's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Cheers, babe. Cheers to you. Thanks for listening. We are fully in it in the month of October. We just we just got back from a tropical paradise last night. And now I loved coming into fall here in Seattle, man. Fall but is I here. I sure do love 90 degree weather. More than fall? No, but I love it. I love 90 degree weather. It's my favorite yeah. Favorite season, but can I just tell this to the Summer listeners? Is my favorite season. We were still in the pool, Vic. You you wish you could have been there. You couldn't make it. Sorry, your passport yeah. didn't come in. But um, we would get in the pool in ninety degree weather. Get in the pool and she'd be like, oh, and she'd be freezing. It was cold. It yeah. wasn't cold. It was a bathtub. It was literally I mean, a bathtub. Your skin is boiling at ninety five degrees, and then you get into a pool that's around sixty five degrees. No, that pool was eighty degrees. Okay, dra- drama king. Oh, um, you've got to be body, kidding me. Your body goes oh because it's such a change of temperature. You know what was a shock was the ocean, which you never got in. I don't think you even walked down to it one time. Cold? No, the ocean was hotter than <laughs> bath so water dramatic. because it's always it's always. Always hot there. The sun's always blazing. And that sun is hot next to the equator, man. It is Ooh, hot. doggy. So, but that ocean, Caleb and I got in a bunch. Serene got in once, so did Judah. Um, but it's the most unpredictable ocean I've ever been in in my entire life, the Cabo Mexican Ocean. Even and over the Australian They ocean. put signs out that say fatal. Like, you can't swim in the ocean. Like, you'll die. And they're wrong because we swim in it every day. But I can understand how if you're inebriated and you go out to that ocean, you're probably going to die. <laughs> The waves were, yeah, right? Waves oh, were huge. Big oh, big My favorite thing, okay, babe, real quick before we get going. Favorite thing about Cabo, mine's easy. What? Easy. You know, you know. Me what in a it bathing is. suit. Dude, you and your bikinis. Me in a bathing suit. Thank you, by the way. You're welcome. My favorite part was floating in the pool with y'all. It was so much with fun. Y'all. Look how southern you just went. I, it was like, we, I mean, we did it a couple hours a day, every day, just floated around. That's all we did. Just. Talked. Yeah. I got to hug you, kiss you in the water. Yeah, we did a little. Some more. We did a little more than that. And no, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> what was a weird experience was trying to share a room with our sixteen-year-old daughter. Oh, it was weird. I mean, it never got weird, but I'm just saying, like <laughs> things that I typically would have done to you or with oh. you. <laughs> Poor, didn't happen poor sweet or they serenity. happened you know in quick it was intervals such a great, such a great I, I recommend go to Cabo it was so much fun the wedding we were able to be a part of was just unbelievably beautiful it was a treehouse hotel and it was I've never seen anything like it it was just so much fun yeah Love, love, love. I'm glad to be home, though. I am enjoying this beautiful autumn day with the sun. And the, the it was like 52 degrees today. It's just perfect. Gorgeous. You're out at the shop all day. We came home in a bit of a, a haze. It was all day flying. Um, we had a layover in L.A. Man, I'm not a fan. <laughs> What's that John Mayer song? I don't want to go to L.A. anymore. How's it go, Vic? like <laughs> that. Dude, I feel that. Ooh, that city. If, you, if you're if you one of our friends in L.A., we I love like you. I like L.A. No, I do not like L.A. Oh. I like the, I love our friends in LA. Yeah, and they must have a grace to be. We there. like parts of it: Huntington Beach, Belboa, 
different. I don't places. consider that LA. I don't consider like Los Huntington Angeles. Beach, okay, yeah, I, 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 Santa I'm Monica. tracking with you. Yeah, but but you know, we got home from the the flight quite late. I will I will say that. Tell and them what you did. We, well, okay, I left my bag on the curb at the airport. I did. We drove 45 minutes home. At midnight. This is why, this. you know, I have learned, I'm a very strong woman. You married a strong woman. Everyone knows it. All the listeners know it. No, but this is what I've realized. When I have had to learn when I'm with you, I turn it off. Because, like, we're both leaders, and I've learned over the years that if I, like, take charge or take the lead or walk ahead of you or, walk you know, ahead make of me. the decision. Well, you know how, like, I am. I'm just like. What are we, Islamic? I, like, I, I don't I understand. Like, women stay behind me. Like, I don't understand. You get it. You get it. Like, I walk fast. I'm like, I'll make the decision. I'll I'll just do my thing. Like, I like to open the door for you, but you would always get to the exactly. door ten times. So. Ten, and I'd be like, babe, like, I would love to be chivalrous. You're just, you're like sprinting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I can't, like, so, I literally have to race you to the door. Like, dive, push you away. I've so learned, like, okay. I've learned over the years that um, I, when I'm traveling with you, driving with you, with you in general, just to like, I check, part of my brain checks, checks out. Like, I turn it off. I don't like think about paying for anything. I don't think about grabbing my bag. I don't think about pushing the door open. Okay. And and so, so to this my is defense, what you do to cope with the fact that you no, left your suitcase sidewalk at the okay, airport. You still interrupt. I have to say, I'm not blaming the fact that it was my responsibility oh. to get my bag into the car. But the truth is, is I went to the bathroom. You always get the luggage off the carousel. And then you were rolling the, the luggage out to the curb and you did put it in front of me. I remember that. But I never touched the luggage. I just got in the car when the car arrived. And so when you said, where's the luggage? I was like, don't you have it? Because you take care of everything. Oh, man. And you you literally looked at me like, how do you make it in this world? And then I thought to myself. When I didn't your, say that, though. Your face, your face said it all. Oh, really? And what I realized it. is it when you're Vic, not around, you your room. I turn on a part of my brain again. Like I make it in the world. <laughs> Oh man! Does anyone relate with this? Maybe any married God relate clear, with this? You know how you make it in this world. God, God loves you. Like he really, he does. like loves no other. Because then we call our son, who was about an hour delayed behind us. She calls him at the airport. She's like, "Are you still at the airport?" We thought for sure he'd already be Ubered home. He's like, "Yeah, I just landed." She's like, "Oh my God, go by carousel for." The curbside and zone. See if and just my see if randomly. Like well, there's no way in this day and age with security. There's no way that bag sat there for an hour. Guess what? It was sat just there, there for an hour. He takes a photo shot. Doesn't give me too much confidence in our airport security. <laughs> yeah, right. um, ladies and gentlemen, my yeah, bag was recovered by my bag. son. Yeah. It was God a loves you. Moment. That's how you make it, man. And you're also brilliant. So we that kind of that kind of rubbed you wrong a little bit. You got a little little intense. Well, for a I was thinking I'm gonna have to drive back to the airport at yeah, midnight. You got a That's another two hours out yeah, of my life. Intense. I didn't get too intense. And then we went to the house, and then um, I heard this like yelling, <laughs> like literally, like well, we're going there had, from the top of the stairs. You hear. Son of a mother! <laughs> <laughs> Which is, just so you know, that's how I curse without cursing. So that's that's a healthy for me. I don't curse, so but I'll be like, son is, of a mother! This is what the listeners need to know. The first time I listen, I listen. The first time- Slugging a dick! If it only happens once, I'm like, oh, he just like stubbed his toe. But it didn't oh, stop. The worst so, nightmare. One of the toilets upstairs. I run upstairs. Is clogged. I'm trying to help my daughter get it out. It First of all, the smell. It's been a week or so since that toilet's been used. It's almost like you just backed up for a week. And got solid. So I'm plunging. And as I'm plunging, this water that is putrid no. is splashing on my hands and on my feet. Okay, but you weren't doing the That's where I right, literally go, son of a mother. 
okay. I walk in. You're doing the plunger all wrong. Okay. So it's but like who overflowing the toilet. Who eventually plunged it? I did. Walls. I beat the, the toilet in its putrescence. But oh, God. So yeah, it was just a bad end to a great week, by the way. Great week. We figured it out, though. We made I it I cleaned through. it up. I you saved went to bed. Day. I stayed up with Jesus for a bit. You did. Yeah. It was Anyways. all good. Well. I love you. Happy fall. I love you, too. <laughs> I'm I'm missing the bathing suit already, man. It's the first time in uh, October I've had a serious tan. Yeah, we're looking we're looking good, my friend. Yeah, you're pretty tan too. Thank you. Not in all the spaces, but you know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Someone said to me the other day, like, dude, you say it too much. I'm like, I don't say it enough, man. <laughs> I mean, get me to stop. Stop. It ain't gonna happen. What are we talking about in this beautiful podcast? I thought because I love fall so much, maybe we could take three or two or three kind of things about fall, autumn. And apply those, like, lessons from the leaves, from the leaves. Yes, yes. Lessons from the leaves. And, you know, I I might as well plug, I have the most beautiful scent candle I'm talking about. A candle that's called Falling Leaves. I named it. It's my favorite. I named it, right? You did name it. You made it. You created it. I created it. it's awesome. And you named it. And people could order that if they want. Yeah, they can order it. Yeah. Is that a shameless plug? I'm actually sold out. I got to re re re. It's a, pro- it's a it's a blatant plug. We're, yeah, we are, we'll plug it to the Sweet day Ser- we die. Sweetserenity.store. It's store. an amazing candle. It's an amazing candle. Falling leaves, yeah. You can anyway, moving right along. Yeah. So anyways, I kind of felt like I want to take the things. I love fall. I'm so about it. Um, it's literally my favorite season of the whole year, and we're in it again. And so I just wanted to talk about some of the things about fall and how maybe it applies to life and see if we can't make the parallels. Kind of like a metaphor, a life metaphor. Mm. What do you think? I like this. Because bathing suit days are gone. Although you can still wear your bathing suit, you know, in the privacy of our room. Or not. I mean, you could. Let's talk about falling leaves. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it called autumn leaves? (laughs) Let's talk about, are you hiccuping? Yes. Can you get it together? We're in the studio right now. (laughs) Oh, I had a delicious apple. You want to hear it? Um, Oh, God. This is not that kind of show. Stop. Gross. I want to hear you chew. Side note, oh. Honeycrisp ass- apples are the best apples. You just cursed. <laughs> you said Honeycrisp ass. Honey, Honeycrisp apples are the best apples. They are the best. Look at Capone wants one. <laughs> are we sponsored by it? <laughs> you, went in, you went into commercial voice. You're like, Honeycrisp honey apples are the best apples. I just said apples too. Apples. <laughs> that is a special kind of apple. As soon as I said apple, Capone wakes up. He's like, apple? Did someone say honey honey crisp? We want to sponsor. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Here's 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 one of the things I've observed about fall, and maybe we can learn as humanoids from this. First of all, leaves change in the fall, which I love. Looking out the coffee talk studios right now, there's this massive tree. You're taking me on an autumn walk. We are going on an autumn walk tonight. Um, Birds fly south, and animals hibernate. Here's they don't stop being what they are. They just adapt to what is. So when the season changes, here's what I love about it. They And I love it. Like, I love going out tonight. We're going to see all the sh- trees, the scent in the air. I mean, life is changing. You're seeing the squirrels are getting, they're getting fat because they're getting ready to hibernate. You're going to see the, the geese and the V formation cruising over top of us at sun, sunset, right? Like, it's going to be awesome. And what I love is that these things don't, they don't change what they are or their function. They just, they change they adapt to what is. So here's the key for me as a human, and I'm learning this real time. I feel like most of the relationships in our world right now are going through this so real. I cannot even put words to how yeah. real this is to me. Here's the thought. Maybe don't change what you do. Just change how you do it. 
uh, we touched on this in Cabo. Remember we got on it? Because yep. I feel like some, because there's been so much change in 2020, I saw this meme where there was like this stick that looked like a giant tarantula and it said, I thought that was a giant spider, but I wasn't even surprised because I was like, yo, it's 2020. Are giant spiders at play? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> like, you know, like nothing shocks any of us anymore. We're just like, whatever. Yeah. So giant spiders are at play now. Okay, here we go. 2020. Um, so much has changed. I feel like some people, some organizations, some systems, some, they've stopped being who they are. And it's like, I don't think we're supposed to stop being who we are. I think we're supposed to change how we do what we do. Maybe, now this can't be true for all things, but here's my, here's my premise, babe. Maybe you should keep doing what you're doing. Just do it differently. Adapt like the leaves do, like the birds do, like the animals do. The season's changed. Okay, adapt how we do things. Like, I'm still going to get dressed every morning. Now, I'm certainly, when I walked out this morning, it must have been a cool 50 degrees. I could see my breath like crazy on the patio. I'm not going to be wearing flip-flops, board shorts, and a tank top anymore in the mornings. I'm not. I'm still getting dressed, totally. right? This time, I'm going to put on a sweatshirt and a beanie and sweatpants, which I love. I like dressed that way better, and a cool jacket. Like, that's how I'm going to dress. So don't change what you do, who you are. Maybe just change how you do it. All right, go with that. What do you think? Agree, disagree? Other comments that you might add to this life lesson? I absolutely agree with that. But I guess playing the devil's advocate, I I also would be like, sometimes you do have to completely change what you do. Sometimes. And I, but, how do we know? But I but I totally know yeah. where you're going. I totally hear you. And I think I think you know rethinking. Um, you know, every decade for me, every decade is kind of like, how can I reinvent myself? Um, we talked about this, you know, like last year about Jennifer Lopez, you know, re reinvents herself every, every couple of years, just kind of recreates. And I just loved that whole conversation she did. And, and it, it inspired me in the sense of like, yeah, like, you know, here I am in my forties, I cannot do everything and function the way I did in my thirties, the way I'm going to do in my forties. Um, but I will say this, you never, okay. You in your thirties, you didn't change. We've had a mass, massive life change, but if we really changed who we are and what we do as much as we change how we do who we are. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, okay, you started a business in your 30s. It looked a lot different than the business you've started right now. Totally. You've just done it a little differently. I was a pastor in my 30s. I'm still a pastor right now. It just looks a lot different than it did in my 30s. I've approached it completely different. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I can look at Vic, who's sitting here. Vic, the sound check, is contracting for a company right now. Now, she... Um, a year and a half ago was a music director for a large for a large organization, right? And she was doing a bunch of gatherings and production. Well, she's she's doing it differently now, but she still does that at 116 Church to a degree. It looks totally different and she contracts there, but then she's also contracted with another company and she's doing video things. And you know what I'm saying? Like we just kind of change how we do. And I think that's where people kind of like, first of all, they won't make a change because they're like, I can't change who I am. Oh, I'm not saying change who you are. Maybe just change how you do things. And then some people are copying out because it's gotten hard and it's gotten difficult. So they're like, I have to change everything. I'm like, do you though? Or can you still just do what you're supposed to do? Just do it differently, man. Stop punking out. And I say that with the kindest, most pastoral voice I can. And I know it doesn't come off that, but I literally, I feel like there's some people listening to this podcast right now. Can I just maybe be a pastor's voice in your life? A big brother's voice in your life? I don't know how young you are. Maybe I could be a dad's voice in your life. I'm 44, um, 44, two days ago. Um, stop punking out. Yeah. Honestly, who are you kidding? You're fooling yourself. You're not being honest with yourself. Be who you're supposed to be. Do what you're supposed to do. 
Do it, man. It's in you. That means you might have to change the way you do it. You might have to fly south like the birds do. You might have to change your colors and change your form. You might have to, you know, focus it, but be who you're supposed to be. Honestly, life is not worth it if you're going to do it any other way. And I'm just saying that. And I feel, I'm not saying that like in a mean way, but I mean, I feel that like, I feel bad for people who've stopped doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's, it's a tormented existence. Absolutely. I can't agree more. All right. One of the other things I noticed about fall, days get shorter in the fall, right? Like I remember that we were thinking tonight we're going on, we're going on a, a fall walk, an autumn walk, right? Well, the sun sets at 6.15. I remember two months ago, the sun was setting at 9.45. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like it, in Seattle, Yeah, right? Seattle. It's, it's drastic. So the sun rises later and it sets earlier. So our days are, are shorter, shorter in the they fall. They feel shorter, yep. I think here's a life lesson I can take from this. First of all, I think it speaks to rest and rhythm and ease. Here's what I'm talking about. Um, just focus your efforts for a season. You can't do everything. I'm all about the grind. And the grind is like going from, from, from sunrise to sunset, just grinding, grinding, grinding. And I love that. There's a mentality. And I think I just was kind of saying, like, go and get it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. One of my cousins, um, Chelsea, just I, I only follow on Instagram. I don't think I've even, Chelsea and I, have, Vic, Chelsea McClellan, right? We've probably met. We've probably talked with our cousin in person, what, four or five times in our lives. Yeah. They live on the East Coast. But she just started a business. Good for and her. And I just DM'd her. I'm like, go get it, cuz. Like, I love it. She's just going for it. It's called Dandelions and Dimples or something like that. Dimples and Dandelions. She's a photographer. And it's, it's just awesome. And I just love, I, I, I resonate with people who just go and get it, especially during times like these. And, you know, she's had a season of raising small kids and yeah, a passion she's a mom. to do photography. And now yeah. in this season, she's re kind of readjusted her life, right, and the season she's in to Go and do what she's gifted to do. We have friends that are launching out and starting businesses. Um, Julia, who works with the works with the um, Sweet Serenity, and then she's also launched her own business, a juicing. And I just and you know, and people say, "Well, has it really started?" Well, baby steps, but you'll you'll never get anywhere if you don't take steps. That's right. You just have to jump out there and go get it. My good friend Donald, he started a catering company during the season, right? And you're like, "Well, is it successful?" It will be, and if it won't, he's going to learn a ton. You know what totally. I'm saying? Like, go for it. So I'm all about the grind. Here's what I think fall, the lesson that fall teaches us, affords us, is there are seasons in life you cannot grind all the time. Unless we're talking about the other kind of grind. <laughs> I knew that would come. I knew that would come. And then it could be all day, every day. No, that's, that is real though. You can't. You, you can't, can't go hard. And I've had, to, I've had to really learn that. Like I, I looked at you during the Cabo trip and I was like, I'm so thankful for seven days of just rest. Because the truth is, is since basically the middle of June, I've been kind of grinding in the best way. And it's, it's been totally realistic and wonderful, but it's been full on for the last few months. And to have seven days to just do nothing has been such a blessing. And I think, I think just readjusting my life and thinking, okay, I'm going to go for a few more weeks, kind of more full and heavy. And then like the holidays are on us, like taking the time with our family and taking extra hours. Like you even said that the days are shorter. It's like come home and, and do, do things differently than we did maybe in the summer months. I remember there's a song line that says there's no rest for the weary. And I fundamentally disagree with that. Because the weary can at any point choose to rest. Absolutely. And so here's what I think I'm saying when it comes to the shorter days in fall. Here's what applies to us. Okay, let's say you have 10 things that you do on a regular. I'm just, I'm, give me a hypothetical here. What if during this season, what if during October, November, December, the holiday season, right? Season of perpetual hope. What if you took those, <laughs> that's a line, Vic, you got it. I love it. Um, what if you took those 10 things and cut it down to six? Well, dare I say 
whore? What if? What if you said, okay, I'm going to prioritize. I'm going to force myself. I'm not saying work less. I'm saying just focus on less and do those things. Let your days be shorter. And what if you just said, okay, I'm just going to focus on these things. I don't have as much time. And I'm not saying January, February, March comes around and there's seasons, like the summer for us, especially in the flower business and the, you know, and for us, you know, different things that we do, like the, the publishing industry I'm learning has its ebbs and flows, seasons that are super, super slow and then seasons where it gets really, really busy. I think I'm coming into one of those busy seasons in the next few months or whatever. So that's fine. But what if you learn from that and just instead of going for everything, just like, okay, days are shorter. I'm going to focus on a few things. You know what Love I'm saying? It. I think you'll actually gain more ground and more success. doesn't mean you can't pick those other things up, but here's what it does. It forces us to prioritize. Okay, today, I literally had to realize, like, even to record this podcast before we went on this talk, like, we had to prioritize our day. I had to go to Costco run. We had to go to the shop. You had to go to the warehouse early this morning. I had to drop off that one thing. Then I had to make the meatballs, and you got to do all the stuff, you know, and you got to do everything you got to do. And then it's like, but if we don't do it, we're going to miss sunset. So, like, you had to prioritize because the days are shorter. That's right. There's nothing wrong with that, in fact. It actually forces us to kind of be like, okay, let's get our things in order. That's right. Don't you agree? It's so great. It's so great. I so agree. And and you're really good. I think the thing that you've helped me along the way over the last, oh, we've been married 23 years? I think 23 years. Wow. I can't keep up. Wow. It's 23 plus. 23 is that you've helped me really like learn to to really ebb and flow with those seasons. Like it's, grind can't be for always and ever. Like there's got to be a lot of rest time and there's got to be time to chill. And then there's time where we just really do. We both, we both are hard workers. We work really hard. And so I think what you're saying is full of wisdom. And I think, both can happen simultaneously. I don't think there has to be seasons of total rest and seasons of total grind. I think you can grind and rest simultaneously. I just absolutely fundamentally believe that and we're proving it. And I've done that before in my life, but we have been doing it for the last year and a half, running and resting simultaneously. It can be done. Just, you're going to have to pull it together. You have to figure it out. You have to get strategic and do your thing. I got you, Vic. Vic just gave me 10 minutes and then those 10 minutes turned into little, two, two little birdies, which I don't know. Is that because you don't like what I'm saying or you're just trying to be funny? <laughs> oh, I'm here. I'm here for your amusement. I'm funny like a clown. That's what I am to you. Um, you know what? This is really real too. I've noticed um, we haven't experienced this personally, but a lot of our friends have is in the Zoom life, which is now the new way of doing life on 2020. Um, people Is work from, yeah, well, babe, we haven't experienced it. I know. We're self-employed. We don't have little kids. Um, we don't have to check into a zoom call there's no staff meeting. Babe, if there I is a staff meeting. We call it and we do it in person. It's awesome. Um, but we have friends from the, and they, they've explained to me, like, even though they work from home, they don't have to they go don't in the have office to be at, You know, work till nine. They're like, they actually work longer and more and they're more exhausted, which I was like, hold up. How is that possible? And when my friends began to explain to me, he's like, no, man, like from the moment I wake up, like he's like, so if I have a Zoom call at 8.30, I wake up at 8.15 and boom, I'm right on the Zoom call. And then those Zoom calls last and last and last and the kids are here and then you, you're constantly looking at the screen and it's this and it's this. And it'd be, and a lot of companies and organizations are overcompensating on the Zoom calls because no one's actually doing anything. So they're like, we got to meet, we got to talk. And we, that's what they're doing. Like that's what you're being paid for. Be here, check in. And then it goes all through the night. And because no one's actually going to office, no one has a problem of like texting you, um, slacking you, Zooming During you at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Why? Because yeah. why, man? You didn't have to come to the office today. So like, right. it's cool that I call you at nine because like, what did you have to do? And what in fact is happening is people are getting exhausted and worn out. And just the fatigue looking Shorten at your a day. screen. I can't, yeah. like, that's just, that's, it's, it's definitely challenging. Yeah. And people are like, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with my job? Well, first of all, maybe get a new job. People are like in a, in a pandemic. Yeah, Vic just rolled her eyes at me. In a pandemic, can I tell you how many of my friends and family members have gotten their best jobs in a pandemic? There are jobs out there. 
roll my eyes at you for the record. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people would be like, what, what, were you, what was your emotion for, though? What were you saying? Like, people won't do that. No, I didn't roll my eyes. I don't know. What was the attitude I was picking up on? <laughs> I love this tension. What, I'm sorry. What, what, are you, what are the unspoken that you're trying to throw like, at me? Yeah. Like, should I feel bad for something I didn't do? It's so amazing to me how, because I know unemployment is crazy, and to recommend someone get a new job, it's like people are like, are you crazy? I'm like, I don't know. Are you a slave to your job? Wow. Like, does your, are you, has your paycheck clipped your wings and your dreams? Because if it has, it is not worth it, friend. It's not worth it. Which brings me to the second point. That's so right. Or the third point, number three. Here's what I've learned from fall. Bonfires. Ooh, I love bon bonfires. And let me tell you what bonfires speak of for us and our family. First of all, it's a tradition for us. This time of year, we start bonfiring it up. And what happens when we bonfire it up? Friends, family always gets together on the bonfire. We drink coffee. Sometimes Vic will drink other drinks. <laughs> um, sometimes I'll enjoy a fine cigar. We'll eat food around the bonfire. We'll roast marshmallows around yes. the bonfire. Sometimes yes. we'll just sit. We play yes. music around the bonfire. Here's what a bonfire represents for me. It's what matters most in life. And that's what I'm talking about to the people that are literally, literally, their wings and their dreams have been clipped because of a paycheck. They've given up on them. And I'm like, oh, you forgot what matters most. You thought it was money in a bank and you were sorely wrong. And you know, the bonfire, what, what it represents to me is gathering. Like it brings us together. And I think in this pandemic since March, people have been been so isolated. Churches have been closed down. Can I just say for way too long? And the lack of coming together is is really it's having doing, an effect on people. It's having a major effect on people. We're social and creatures, whether you like bonfire, it or not. Our bonfire has brought us together. Like it's brought our family together. It's brought our friends and together. It's, hundreds. It's, when it's you say over the last five years, hundreds of people are on our bonfire. Yes. Hundreds. And probably more in this season than ever before, just because we've realized the importance of being with people. Here's what matters most in life. Relationships, family, friendships. They don't all go well. So thus more reason to really invest in the ones that are working well. Like, that's what matters most. Okay, so I turned 44 a few days ago, and a bunch Happy of friends birthday, love them. Yeah, life. thanks. A bunch of friends texting me and telling me, love you, love you. And, and I kind of had like a, a response, and I think I posted it too, but I said I'm like 44, and I'm just getting started. Here's to, here's to making every moment count and enjoying every moment that matters most. And that's how I want to spend the next 44 years of my life. I feel like I've done a pretty good job especially this last year and a half, but I feel like we've done a pretty good job most of our lives. There's been seasons where I've been unbalanced a little bit. This last year and a half has really been a refocusing season for both of us and our entire family. But I'm going to make every moment count. Make no mistake. Like we're going to get it. We're going to get it while the getting's good. And if you don't believe me, just watch and learn. We're going to get what's That's the good. Truth. We're going to get it. And I believe God blesses those who go for it. I really do. And we're going to do our part and God will do his part. Secondly, secondly, I'm going to enjoy what matters most. You know what matters most? Not what's in the bank. I've learned that. Not the kind of house I live in. We're blessed. I'm grateful for it. I haven't always lived in these kind of houses. Not fame. Not all these materialistic things. You know what matters most? Um, people who text me on my birthday. The family that I sit around the dinner table with. Mm -hmm. The friends who come over and we sit around the bonfire and we talk life. Good and bad. It is relationships. I think I've always known that. Maybe it's my 40s to really, really know that. Maybe it's going through some hard times that have taught me that. That's what matters most. And I am going to enjoy those moments yes. the most. I'm going to enjoy most 
what matters most. So what that means for us as a family, I'm going to invest money into making those moments enjoyable because those are the moments that matter. Yes. I'm going to invest like people like how much money you spend to go to Cabo. It was worth it. It was worth it all. Did we save? Yes. Could we have spent it on something else? Could we have spent it on a business opportunity? We could have. But I'm telling you what, it was worth every single penny. Absolutely. I'm going to invest my time in what matters most. I'm not going to work every night of the week and just grind and grind and grind because I'm building a kingdom and I'm a king. Bump that. I'm going to spend time with the people I love the most. I'll work when it's time to work. And then I'm going to be intentional about investing my time around those bonfires. And bonfires are metaphorical. That's spending time with people. It just matters. Can I just say, like, maybe take an evaluation of who you're spending most of your time with. I think, like, like do, like, I've had to be very intentional because I, I love being just busy. Like, you were just talking about working. And I just love having full schedule. But I've had to be extremely intentional in the last several years to have, like, build a group of girlfriends that I... I truly and genuinely enjoy. And, and that has been so impactful for me. And I think looking at talking to a lot of friends that they're realizing that even in this season, in their early forties, they don't have great friends and they're making that adjustment now. And can I just say, it's never too late. It's never never too late late. to make that adjustment to, to bring the right people in your world and to uh, build the right relationships. It's a game changer. If you say, man, how do I make friends? Show yourself friendly. I mean, it is not that hard. You're like, well, I, I don't know how to make friends. Be friendly. If you're friendly, you will make friends. Yeah, that's just a fact. Be the type of person like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. And some people won't want to be there, and they won't want to have anything to do with you. You know what? Cool. You don't want to be friends with them anyways. <laughs> like now you know. Like you learned. Like oh yeah. I mean, if they if they're so good for you, like oh, and if you can't offer them anything, and it's and it's all an agenda, then man, my God, thank God for the blessing that you didn't have to be friends with that person. But there are people out there who are looking for friends as well, and I think you just show yourself friendly, and. You'll have friends. Love it. And I just think it's most important. So I'm excited. I'm, Cheers to bonfires. Yes. We'll do a bonfire tonight. Let's We're go. We're go on a fall walk. Hey, if you're out there and um, maybe you're having a hard time during the season, I don't know why, but some people have a hard time during the holiday season. Please know you can reach out to us on our website. We look at those emails that you send to Coffee Talk Billy and Jen, and you can DM us on, on Instagram. And I think we have Facebook, right? I never go on Facebook, but Jen and, yeah. Jen and Vic check Facebook regularly. Um, but yeah, hey, we're here to talk. Yes, if anything, anything we'll encourage you. That's what we're here for. That's what this podcast is about, honest conversations with friends. So cheers. Happy autumn. See ya. Thanks for joining us today on Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Hey, if you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and we'd love to hear from you. You can leave a review, rate us, or follow us on social media at It's Billy Huffman. Here's to more coffee and honest conversations. Cheers.